Hello, Steve Coffin here again, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Will John, uh, someone that I uh, spoke to about a year ago, you may remember, uh, and we're going to talk about a variety of things having to do with language and maybe sports. But first, remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell for notifications, and if you follow me on a podcast service, please leave a comment. I do appreciate it. Uh, Will, uh, you were, when we last spoke, you were a soccer player with an interest in languages. Maybe you can update us on uh, what you've been doing. Yeah. So uh, I'm still a soccer player with a massive interest in languages. Uh, but this time around, uh, we've started a project called Golaremi Languages, where essentially we just walk around the street and kind of surprise people uh, with our language ability. And uh, the idea behind the channel is to display everything that we've learned and also to talk about the methods uh, that we use in order to actually make this happen. And uh, we share a lot of similarities. Uh, you and I have both been influenced uh, quite heavily. As a matter of fact, it was actually pretty much well over a year that we, we talked. You introduced the name Stephen Krashen to me. I had already been using comprehensible input to some some degree without even knowing who he was. And since then I've spoken to him and, and all this all stuff. Right. So we, we have a lot of similarities in our methods, but uh, that's, that's, that's what's going on. So now we've got this Golaremi Languages uh, YouTube channel and TikTok that's uh, kind of taken off. And uh, it's given us a chance to, you know, to, to step outside of the world of football or soccer. Uh, briefly, you played soccer, professional soccer in a number of countries. Just update. My yeah. So, uh, you know, I was, uh, I'm from Kansas city in, in the U S and I started my career playing in the MLS. So I played for the Chicago fire. Uh, and then I played two years in my hometown sporting Kansas city before moving to Europe and playing in the Danish super league. Uh, so I played there and I played in Serbia. Uh, I played, uh, back in Finland for a couple of years and, um, Croatia where I play now. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's been a, an interesting journey. You know, I can't resist uh, in sp speaking to an American about soccer. Yeah. I can't resist reminding you that Canada, oh, beat the my US. soccer. Uh, yes. Sorry. No, I, no. I just wanted to say, you, you, you won't remember, you won't remember in our, yeah. in yeah. our first interview, I'm almost certain that we talked right. about soccer, we talked about Canada, and I said Canada was on the up and up. And you were like, oh, that's surprising. Oh. And here we have proof of this now yeah. in this 2-0 right. win. So Canada's a dark horse. Yeah. Without their star, without Alonso, without their star right. player. Exactly. Right? It's a team it game. Is. A team. It is, it is, you guys are coming up. All right, anyway, leaving that, because I'm sure that the Americans will be back. So <laughs> yeah. we crawl while we can crawl, but, uh, your interest in languages, is this as a result of you traveling and, and being in, because the average person from Kansas City, let's say, probably doesn't see a tremendous need for learning language. <laughs> yeah. So what was it about your background that made you interested? Um, the traveling is not a part of it. Everyone assumes that because uh, I traveled around, I learned all these languages when I was in the country, nothing could be further from the truth. Of course, yes, when I played in Croatia and when I played in Denmark, I did learn those languages there, but uh, I've spent three or four days in Italy and I speak Italian. Uh, I learned French before ever living or playing in a French speaking country. Um, German is the same. 
the catalyst for my language learning is my mother, uh, who is uh, unfortunately passed away. But she decided at a young age that it would be better for me to come home and not watch, I don't know, Pokemon or whatever it was that I wanted to watch as a kid. And she said, nope, you're watching this. And this was a comprehensible input, as it turns out, uh, for kids to learn Spanish as a second language. And so I, without knowing it, by the time I was around somewhere between 10 and 13, had a pretty good grip on Spanish. And uh, that got me to realize that I, I had learned the language without much effort at all, as you know, from this, uh, the, the method and the way that you, know, you guys do, do things over at Link. You're not really forcing too much. You, know, you, you don't stress people to speak and do all this. So, so that was a huge factor. And then the book, I read the book, Count of Monte Cristo. And that basically sent me. Have you read it? Have you read that book by chance? Yeah, right, a long time okay. ago in English. Yeah, sure. Well, the character just yeah. struck me as a 16 year old that, that he had this ability to travel around the world, that he took all this time and he learned these languages while he was in prison and all this stuff. And then he had this ability to just travel and do everything. And I, I really, it, it, it struck me. And that's, that's the real reason why I can do this. I'd like to get back to the whole subject of motivation because it's such a big part of language learning. But first, uh, I'm curious to know, you know, it's been more than a year since we last spoke. Uh, you've now launched your YouTube channel. You've got some videos that have gone viral. Can you update us on what you? Yeah. So uh, we we stopped and I think it was at the end. It might have even been just off air. And the last uh, you asked, you know, uh, and I said uh, in English, no, <laughs> because I just got into Sweden. And uh, so, yeah, I I, uh, I I learned Swedish, you know, uh, at a comfortable level now that I can communicate, and that's been been great. Uh, you know, the motivation, and it's so interesting for all the people out there that are that are trying to learn. It's it's regardless of the language, and it's just something that I just I, I like to hammer into people who are here that have just started their language journey or are about to. You will be super motivated at the beginning. You will gain uh, quite a bit at the beginning, thanks to you will hit a dip. It is guaranteed. You might not hit it in 10 days. You might not hit it in a week, but it will come. You will stall at some point, and you've just got to push through that dip. Uh, you might even need to take a break. Uh, I'm not saying to quit. Uh, you know, If you've lost all passion for it, then it might not have been the best choice. But if you're still interested in it, that dip part right there is the, is the turning point. Because if you can get through the dip... And stick to it, and keep your passive listening up, and 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 a little active listening, and a little bit of active speaking, stuff like that. You generally start this exponential jump up uh, if you know if you're following the method correctly. So um, yeah, you know, uh, I would say just to be aware of that because motivation will wane. Uh, you know, when you you pop into a conversation that you you feel as oh my god, I can't understand anything. What am I doing with my life? You know. So then, so uh, and so you're motivated, obviously, to learn languages. You're also motivated to help people learn languages. I can sense your enthusiasm, passion, and so forth. And how? So, what are you actually? What are the the kinds of activities that you have gotten yourself involved in? In, in, in language learning. Mm. Oh gosh, language. yeah. You said something about you're on YouTube. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so right now we yeah. filmed Goluremi languages. Goluremi languages. Yes. Is, Go that? check it out. So Goluremi is the name of our. Obviously, we have a we have a rather large uh, soccer YouTube channel and soccer company named Goluremi. My middle name is Oluremi, and we just put the word G for goal, the Spanish word goal. So we mash that together. Goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we have filmed 
videos, uh, language videos in, I believe, Sweden, in Croatia. We just did one in New York where we spoke to, uh, we went to Little Italy and just wanted to find out if the people there could speak Italian. And that video has been popped all over places and we're going to, we've just been asked to be a part of a documentary now from, from that video and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So, uh, you know, we've had some, some guys and that's obviously our goal is to, is to reach people like you as well to kind of give people a good base of language learning, understanding to tackle it from different ways. I mean, I think uh, right. one of the things that you see in this is that many of the successful polyglots uh, like you, they have certain different methods, but they they all have a few things that are just they have to. Luca Lampariello uses this, but Steve also uses this. They might differ on a few little things, right. but uh, it's right. just clear that, that there's a pattern uh, there, and we want to kind of point that out for people. So that's that's the goal of the channel, and that's what you'll find there, and that's kind of just what we've been up to is 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 uh, speaking to people in the street. In these different languages, shocking them, doing some of these Omegle videos that you've seen online where you kind of shock people. Those are always fun. The reaction's great. And then the other goal is to simply educate people on the best methods because it, it is truly probably still plural, even though there's a lot of similarities. And uh, you know, making it simple for people to do that. That's it. That's what we're about. Uh, you know, you mentioned the dip. That's interesting because one of the reasons for that dip is that when we start into an a new language, we achieve a fair amount of success initially from knowing nothing about the language, not understanding anything. All of a sudden, we can understand something, we can say something. We're very impressed with ourselves. But then the reality is that uh, word frequency declines very, very quickly. So that uh, in the initial few months, we're meeting the same words over and over again. And then suddenly, as we start to hit words that don't appear that often, it's harder and harder to remember them. And that's where it's, I think, so important to get into content of interest. You can actually get to something that you're actually interested in hearing about and reading about, then that sort of the interesting nature of the content will keep you going. Because I have not found, like after the, I consider it more of a plateau. Sure, that's a good. It's not like you have a sudden dip and then all of a sudden you take off again. Uh, you settle into a sort of a, a long distance. <laughs> you start off sprinting yeah. and pretty soon you realize <laughs> this is a long distance it's a 50 kilometer. This is the 90 kilometer Vasalopet in Sweden. It's a long road. Right. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you that the, the successful language learners, the word polyglot is a bit intimidating. Most English speakers don't even know the word. Uh, but successful language learners have many, many things in common. What are some of the main things in common that you have found? Uh, that's a really good question. So what we have found so far, and obviously we haven't made the exhaustive uh, list yet, but what it's clear, <clears throat> a good understanding of why they're starting to, to learn the language. Uh, they chose, even if they want to learn many languages, they generally, the successful ones, the ones, and by successful, I mean that they, a, relative, a relatively short amount of time is, is used to learn the language. One year, six months, uh, you know, there's something like this, not like 10 years to learn one, one new language. Uh, they, choose, they choose that language out of, out of an a absolute huge desire. They focus then on one language for the most part. Now, it's not that most polyglots do choose, uh, don't, don't study more than one language, but what tends to happen is uh, one becomes more of a focus. One language kind of rules out in the brain, uh, you know, and uh, it, it, it seems that they have a main 
have a main focus. It, uh, you know, you might end up dreaming in this and, and doing things like that. The other is the frequency, like you, we, we've kind of touched on, but it's every day, regardless of if it's five minutes. And people just cannot quite yet understand the importance of this, but the exposure that you have in your mother tongue is enormous. And you got it every day when you were a kid, whether you liked it or not, uh, because you didn't control your environment. And if you're looking to learn another uh, language, you cannot have these massive gaps. That's something that all polyaths do not have in their success. They do not have right. uh, like a six to seven day, you know, just to stop in the middle of their, their, their learning. It, it's a constant everyday thing. Uh, comprehensible input, as we've kind of spoken about, and for the people that you, Steve can probably explain it much better than I can, uh, but comprehensible input uh, is a... And I, the way that I describe it is most polyglots, if they don't know about it early on, they will stumble on and find it. They will stumble their way to it through all the methods, maybe the apps and the extensive grammar research that they make us do in all schools and, and stuff, which doesn't tend to you know, have a, have a great success rate. Uh, those are, those are the, the key factors um, that is more or less what, what we found. Um, everything else outside of that is a bit supplemental. Um, so being able to focus, being able to concentrate, obviously there's things like concentration. You can, I've talked about meditation with some guys and what they do before they study. And that's something that I'm huge into. Deep work, you know, being able to shut off your phone, being able to these these sort of things will amplify your 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 ability to learn, and uh, they shouldn't necessarily be taken seriously because the best guys do do that. And I think the that's 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 something that can't be taken for granted, you know, um, in the whole in, in the whole journey. Right, and of course the trigger is motivation, and the motivation can be, as you say, it can be you know focused on one language. But I don't want to discount the people who are just curious about languages and who study a lot of languages. And I mean, the stereotype is that someone from the heartland of North America is not going to be interested in languages. <laughs> and I can't help but when we talk about people who dabble in a lot of languages, curious or who were curious about a lot of languages, I can't help but remember Moses McCormick. Oh, I don't know if you're familiar with we, Moses McCormick. Sorry to interject. And I, I should just, I, I just want to put this in here because it's actually kind of tragic. I mean, obviously we all know Moses' story, but Moses and I, right. before obviously Golarimi language got started just, uh, just recently, we, Moses and I had, had been in an exchange. We've been in a constant exchange because he was not too far from me when I was always in the US. And we continually, we continually kind of pushed it back. We, keep, we kept delaying it because it was just like oh i'm i come home every 6 months i come home you know i'll i'll be home we'll be able to do it and we'll do this cool level up together you know these two african american guys he speaks a lot of asian languages i speak some eastern european languages and it would just blow up the internet with this cool cool thing and we kept delaying it we kept delaying it and then i woke up one day and he had passed away and it was just like wow it's, it's extremely tragic and aside from his see what what impressed me with him was first of all he was a very generous person generous with his time mm. And he was, uh, he had a very gentle storytelling, casual approach, which I found very effective. But the big thing about him, I think, from uh, the point of view of language learners, is his curiosity. So he wasn't learning a language because he had a girlfriend or, or get a job or work for a company. He was genuinely curious in languages. And I think successful language learners, they have to have curiosity. If you aren't curious about another language, how it works, another culture, it's difficult to drum up the motivation. 
even if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend oh. or whatever it is, you have to be curious. And and the other thing about him is he comes from a, he came from a background like it's not like he went to a prep school. No, I mean I gather he grew up what's known in the states as the projects yeah. or something. So it's not like a tremendously stimulating environment. And so I don't know what stimulate what's got him going with you know. It's but obviously crazy. you can be in any situation if you have that level of curiosity, uh, and and you are disciplined enough to you know commit the time necessary. You can learn focus on one language. You can focus on a number of languages. But it's got to start with curiosity. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, by no means I would want to deter anyone from studying more than one language. I mean, I do I do do that now, especially this. You know, Moses had such a incredible ability to draw on his knowledge and just to kind of get these things to stick for him. He may not have had, you know, an in-depth knowledge of Macedonian, for instance, but he spent enough time in that. that it, and he didn't pretend. He it, didn't no, pretend by, he by no means. And it doesn't matter. And I hope no. that, that people get that point too. Right. That's not the point here yeah. of, I mean, I, I've hardly, rarely have seen any, any, any uh, successful language learner that says that you have to speak perfectly. Otherwise, don't do it. Don't start. Right. And I think a lot of people have that issue. They have that block and it's, uh, it stops people from, from speaking or from trying and, and, and stuff like that. So so yeah, no, if, you're, if your goal is I'm just interested in kind of just connecting with people, because he, honestly, if you can just learn two words in another language, and it's a random language, and you meet these people, and you say the word, it's over. You guys are best friends if you just spoke a little Swahili to the guy. Right. Eh, you know, you've, you, I'm sure you've had that. So, Oh, yeah. So what I would suggest now, because we're also going to do an interview here for Will's channel, and we're going to leave a link to Will's channel in the description box. And in that interview, Will's going to ask me a bunch of questions. I'm not quite sure what, <laughs> but one of the things we're going to do is to speak in different languages. So if you want to hear us speak in different languages, I suggest that you mosey on over to Will's channel for the continuation of this discussion. And we'll just uh, end it here. But thank you very much for uh, coming on, uh, on my channel. All right. Yeah. And uh, we'll be following. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Good to be back.